All right, what do you want to watch? Easy A? I already saw it. Uh, Spotlight. I already watched that too. Powder. I already saw that. You've watched everything. Nobody watches everything. So, I just have to say this right now, the start of this podcast. Uh, I know children are supposed to be the future, but children are fucking stupid. Because I saw this movie as a kid, and I thought it was cool as shit. And clearly, <laughs> I'm stupid as fuck for thinking <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know if it's children, because I watched this with my son, and he said, Dad, this movie's horrible. Like, <laughs> or maybe I was just stupid as a kid, maybe. but like, goddamn. Yeah. Oh. Um, listen, listen. Um, before we say anything else, before we say anything else, mm-hmm. for all of you sitting and sitting at home and listening and waiting by your blogs to cancel us, her name is China Chow. Okay, we're not. <laughs> we're not just throwing out a name because we forgot her real name. That is her name, so stop it. Her name, not only is it her name really China Chow, her father's name is Mark Chow, which is fucked up because it's like, Mark Chow sounds like, like he made it up. Like he made, and he was like, you know, I'm Mark, I gotta uh, keep it. Mark Chow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like when somebody's like caught off guard in like a, a movie and they have to pretend a new name, they're like, uh, Mark. Run Limp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He just saw someone put a check on a wall, and then he saw someone eating. He's like, Mark, chow. Yeah. That's- yeah. She just had a menu at a border, and she was yeah. high. She's like, oh, I'm trying to chow. All right. I just want to get that out. I just want everyone to know. All right, Clayton, explain yourself, you piece of shit. All right. First of all, I, <laughs> first of all, I got to say, welcome to Nobody Watches Everything. You know, oh. it's a podcast about movies from two dudes who love movies and and i'm i'm having to uh eat my hat so to speak but not really so like that's the beauty of watching movies that were really cool when you were younger and then having to think about it because so the movie we're talking about is the big hit it's from 1998 it stars one marky mark and a bunch of other like big names of the time like doing poorly yeah they're all like Everyone is bad in this movie. This is one of so I'm gonna just first I need to get into let's how talk I about your let's talk about Clayton. Let's talk about young Clayton and right. how he fell in love with this film. So my mom, uh my mom likes movies as well. That's one of the things that we bond upon. Like as a kid, like I was a single kid and like I've grown up like with just a single mother. And and so like we would do like we would watch movies like every like we every other weekend we would watch movies and just like sit in the living room and just like, hey, we're hanging out. We're making popcorn. We're going to watch movies. And my mom brought me to a lot of movies that I shouldn't have seen when I was Mm. younger. But it was like she wanted to see them. And she knew that I like even though it's like you're talking to like a seven year old and you're like, you're mature enough to see this movie. Like did the, how'd that affect you by the way? That's in the question I need to ask myself. I think it, no, it, it didn't affect me in the poorly because I okay. remember I'm just wondering I, if I'm fucking my kid up. 
You're you're not. So <laughs> my dad didn't fuck me up. So okay, I just wanted to clarify. So there there's a there's a thing like I remember all the movies that I've seen in theaters as a child. Like one of the first movies I ever saw in theaters was Boomerang with and, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, with Eddie Murphy. Cool. And like so I remember that movie very well. And like I know that and this God, is he not was fucking cool in that movie. He was so fucking cool. He was so fucking cool. Even fucking Eartha Kitt, he was cool in that movie. Super. And even like Grace Jones in it. And I will say this. The only thing that fucked me up from that movie is because of Grace Jones. Because she has like a commercial in the movie where like a person turns into a skeleton. And granted, mm. like when that movie came out, I think that was like the same year that Jurassic Park, which my mom also brought me to see. It was like the person turned into a skeleton scared the shit out of me as a child. And I'm like four yeah, when that okay. movie came out. So I'm like, ah, but then Jurassic Park, which has all these people being mutilated and attacked by dinosaurs, I thought was amazing. So like, it's, it's how you're, how you handle yeah, whatever you're, yeah. However you do it. But yeah. yeah. Fucking boomerang, man. Eddie Murphy was the shit back then. Yeah. Robin so Gibbons was so dreamy. Oh my God, dude. All right. Uh, Another, it's funny that I brought up Boomerang because uh, Layla Rashawn also in Boomerang in this movie. She was uh, Marky Wal- Mark Wahlberg's girlfriend oh, yeah. who was ripping them off. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful segues in this time. Like, this is all connected perfectly because. Yeah. So, my mom rented this movie when I was a kid and she was just like renting a movie. This is pure, all Tarantino type of shit. This also has like my mom also had a like a thing of renting a movie where she saw an actress she knew, and it was probably she rented this movie because she saw Layla Rashawn was in it, and so she rented it, and I watched it with her, and I was like, "This is the coolest fucking movie I've ever seen in my life." I was like, "It was karate and action hmm. and explosions, and it was like Hong Kong action before I got into Hong Kong action." So there's like tropes about Hong Kong action that I didn't realize were tropes. And I was like, this is sick. And I thought it was funny because it was like, everyone's like, it's supposed to be funny. And as an adult now, I can tell that it is, it's, it's dog shit, but it was, it was this thing that was so like perfect for a time period. Like it had music that was like, cool sounding of the it time. It did have a good soundtrack, this movie. Did. Yeah. Some safe Ferris. Who would have saw safe Ferris coming in this? It's a weird, like, it's a, so I want to talk to you for a little bit about it because you never saw this, right? Never saw it. Let me tell you about the first time I saw it, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, that makes I don't know how I missed sense. it. Because I saw Boogie Nights. Like, it's crazy that this movie came out after Boogie Nights. It's mm-hmm. crazy that he had this huge commercial success in Boogie Nights where everyone loved it until he did. And then he just makes this, like, this is like a, this movie had everything wrong with it from the opening sequence to the final scene of the movie. <laughs> yes, it really does. And, like, I'll get more into, like, I'll, so I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about Young Me about it because when I saw this movie, I'm, like, 98, this is like 14, uh, 24 years ago. So yeah, I what, was, 10? yeah, I was 10. So this is, and it's very funny to think about like a movie that is an R rated movie, but this is a pro. This was a pure 10 year old nineties kid movie. Like this is, yeah, 
like straight up for 90s kids type yeah, of too much swearing in places that didn't make sense for swearing mm-hmm. too much swearing people getting shot up explosions that don't make any sense yeah this guy got shot with a pistol and like shot like 40 feet back across the room in that exactly opening scene in this movie. it has all the stuff that you're like whoa because i also remember like lethal weapon 4 came out at this time period and Lethal Weapon movies were like very much a style of movie. Yeah. And then and suddenly Lethal Weapon 4 was different because they added like Chris Rock was in Lethal Weapon 4. Yep. Suddenly they had Jet Li in that movie and suddenly they had like crazy like kung fu action. In Yo, Lethal Jet Weapon Li was 4. so fucking cool in Lethal Weapon 4. He was in China, so you'd rad. be dead. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There was so Yo, much. I know Lethal Weapon 4. I saw that movie <laughs> a lot. I remember that was the first movie I ever saw. Like, so DVDs came out in 1998. And I remember seeing like the infomercials for DVDs with Lethal Weapon mm, 4. Like no They shit. were literally like trying to sell you on the idea of getting DVD because people were like, the fuck do I need a disc? I got fucking videotapes. And then I remember watching that shit as a child, looking at that. I was like, yo, I can find out behind the scenes footage. Yo! They got commentaries. They yeah. got blooper reels. Yeah. I'm like, you sold me on this. This is the, I will get a Blu-ray. But they were like $1,200. Yeah, they were like $1,200. Exactly. I didn't get a DVD player until my grandparents got me a DVD player in like 2001. Like you, <laughs> that's about when I got mine. When they dropped, all of a sudden they were just like eighty-five bucks or whatever. It was weird. It was exactly. It was like the PlayStation Two came out, and then like that had a DVD player in it. But then it's still, I didn't get a PlayStation Two until like two years later. After that, I got a PlayStation Two in like two thousand four, maybe two thousand three, yeah. two thousand four. Yeah, I was exactly. late on the board. I was late for PlayStation Two. Exactly. We're just like, all right, now I'm able to get this. And it was my cousins, and it, but like everyone, it was like. Yes, this is the coolest shit in the oh. fucking world. I remember like standing out in front of like an electronics boutique. <laughs> oh e- my god, an EB? which turned into EB Games, games which turned yep. into GameStop. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it was like I remember sitting there and looking at the PlayStation Two display screen where they were showing the graphics from like Madden ninety eight or whatever, Madden ninety nine. I remember mm-hmm. just standing there like staring at it, just like this is fucking unbelievable. Well, no, my- it was like two thousand one, whatever no, year but, it was. Yeah, no, but that's still like. That was that mindset because I remember that when like my cousin Sean had a PlayStation 2 and I would have to come over his house to play it and it would it fucked my brain up seeing this because I'm like video games shouldn't look this good. Everything looks incredible. Obviously now we're talking about it 20 years later everything looks like garbage. Man things got good. But it was like this like movies look good like this? Yeah. 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 Well, you could see like their face for real. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you were like, this is incredible. The noise. And so this movie is comes out from this time period where it's like America's now getting into Hong Kong movies and stuff. Like as an adult now, I've gotten really into those kind of movies. And I guess yeah, like Chow Young fan movies started coming it, over. And yeah, exactly. Is she the killer and all those like mm-hmm. cool like Kung Fu Japanese, Chinese, Korean movies started coming out. Yeah, I remember yeah. I remember the era big time because I was like, you know, I was nine, 20 years old when this came out, you know, so I was like, right. we had our apartment, a bunch of dudes sitting around like, yo, dude movie. Somehow this movie never, it never like crossed over. 
and it makes sense. So I'm going to just say, let's let Michael do his intro because this is going to be a fascinating talk. Because oh, I've got I, 45 straight Lou Diamond Phillips shit talk to go. So <laughs> I right, motherfucker Michael. needs to get canceled now. He needs right. to get canceled so quick. I have so many things to talk about Lou Diamond Phillips. It's Good. nuts. Get All ready, right. Lou. <laughs> so, Michael, just spill your guts. Like. <laughs> Affable hitman Melvin Smiley is constantly being scammed by his cutthroat colleagues in the hitman business. So when he and his fellow assassins kidnap the daughter of an electronics mogul, it's naturally Melvin who takes the fall when their prime score turns sour. That's because the girl is the goddaughter of the gang's ruthless crime boss. But even while dodging bullets, Melvin has to keep his real job secret from his unsuspecting fiance. In the big hit, these hitmen make a killing. Okay. All right. Go. Fuck. What does it mean? If you're a a person of color, how do you like, can you blackface from like, like Latino to black? Is that, is that still called blackfacing or is it just like upgrade? I don't know the nomenclature, but that was the most, the way they had him talking, they had him talking like Seth Green and can't hardly wait. Yes. Like, he's like, yo, I got to get pussy. Like, I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, and by the way, I was doing a Seth Green impression. For those of you waiting by your blog, I was doing a Seth Green impression, not a Luke Diamond or or a black person impression. That was Seth Green or Whitey Bob. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Got you again, Whitey Bob. Whitey Bob. Oh, oh my god, god. dude yeah. what the fuck was that the director's idea was that his idea why did nobody say something why did Lou Diamond Phillips be like you know I can play a pretty cool character if you just let me talk yeah this I think part of it is just the time it is so this this is like I know that we've talked about how like Quentin Tarantino kind of ruined a generation of writers and for making movies this is the one movie that I feel tried to capture a thing about Tarantino that other people didn't care about because of very obvious things. Like when you watch Boondog Saints, they don't care about black people or anything else like that in that fucking movie. That's why there aren't any black people in Boondog Saints. But they talk about them. They do very terribly. We've spoke about this. Tell me length. a joke. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah. <clears throat> this is this movie has the most I, I don't know if it's because of Mark Wahlberg being like just recently off being a rapper in the last like 3 years. Yeah. That was the first year movie. he was allowed back around Asian people. Oh my fucking god. All right. So reading the trivia we're going th- I know we're jumping around right now but this movie is full of so many shocking things. Like Mm. I had to explain to Jen that Marky Mark as recently as like, what, like three years ago, three or four years ago, people knew that he had beat a Vietnamese man almost to death. I want to say, didn't he went blind, right? Yeah. He is like, he is irrecoverably like he can never be fixed. This man, because of Marky Mark, a crime that Marky Mark, I'm calling him Marky Mark because it just speaks volumes to the person Mark Wahlberg yeah. was. 
We don't want to but, get him confused with Mark Chow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so Mark Wahlberg in his youth brutalized a Vietnamese man. I think it was a Vietnamese man. If I'm if he wasn't, I apologize for getting it wrong. But he beat up this Asian man. And it came out in recent years where people found out that he did this. And then watching this movie, and he's surrounded by Asian people because Lou Diamond Phillips is Filipino and China Chow. Is that what Lou Diamond Phillips is? Yeah. Lou Diamond like Phillips. Straight is, Filipino? Uh, yeah. Like, that's no. the, that's the, that's the, I, I, in, like, that's like that weird transition of like, oh, <laughs> the man. weird of like, like I didn't mean oh no, like I don't like him anymore. I mean oh no, is that let me clarify. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what you mean. Cause it's like it is like Because I just called is, him like Latino, you know what I mean? So But it has like Spanish heritage. Like you've if like a lot of Filipino people have like Spanish last names because it was like a Spanish colony. So they're like culturally different than a lot of like Asian like people where it's like you'll meet a lot of like Filipino people whose last names are like Cruz okay. or that kind of stuff where it's like oh but like oh shit that you these sound like Spanish last names but they're Filipino and so like watching and watching him hang out with Lou Diamond Phillips and also he used to date China Chow who did Mark Wahlberg did he yeah he dated her for four years. I only found that out through the trivia of like researching this movie. So it was so shocking that he brutalized the nation. Well, did he beat the guy up because he was Asian or did the guy he brutalized happen to be Asian? Because that's all the difference. I don't know. I don't know. That's the that's the wild part, because I can't tell because he was like a like Boston trash person when this happened. And Boss is not known for its tact about racial issues. So who knows if he attacked this man for being Asian or for just being yeah. a dude on the street. But that's hmm. already a shocking thing. But Lou Diamond Phillips, he was the most jarring thing about this movie. Hmm. Next to the fact that that I. <laughs> so <sighs> while watching this movie, I had to do a trial for stars on amazon and they like normally when you're watching a movie on streaming they don't show you descriptions for movies like they do on cable whatever and it was like brief nudity and i was like all right cool because as a youngin i was like brief nudity i'm like i might see a titty this is was just enough to be like i don't think i'm jerking off tonight yeah yeah i think i'm gonna watch this like i like this the brief nudity has made me watch a significant amount of movies <laughs> that I you forgot know. that brief nudity sometimes means <laughs> buns. Not only that, but just like five minutes into this movie, you, if you've ever wanted to see Mark Wahlberg, Lou Diamond Phillips, Bukim Woodbine, Ant- <laughs> Antonio, uh, what, Antonio Antonio Sabato Junior. Yeah, Antonio Sabato Junior. If you ever wanted to see all that collective ass. On there, there were cheeks for days in this movie, and yeah, cheeks it was for days. It was shocking, and it was so gratuitous. Like I've never like we've watched a lot of movies that have like they were standing movies. close together. 
they're so close. They're, it's so homoerotic. And part of it, it is like, feels this is definitely the joke of this scene is seeing them all just like these yeah. real macho dudes, butt ass nude. Which means like, that they were all standing wiener to wiener. Yeah. Oh, and it makes it even funnier because one of the characters' whole trait, the black dude, Bokeem Woodbine's whole character trait is that he didn't discover jerking off until he was in his 20s. Yeah. So he's now obsessed with masturbation. And when I saw this as a kid, I didn't know what that joke was because I'm 10 and I'm not jerking yeah. off. My son didn't either, so I just yeah. let it go. He didn't even ask yeah. me about it. He was just watching. Yeah. He didn't <laughs> laugh at him, so he just didn't know. So I was like, okay, cool. I don't have to answer any weird questions. Yo, Bokeem Woodbine was shredded. I didn't know he was that fucking... Oh, Bokeem I didn't know he was that big like that. He's ripped. Like, he's been in, like, a bunch of movies that I remember when I was younger. And he's always been, like, Jack. He's always looked like how uh, Dave Chappelle looks now. Yeah. Because like, Dave Chappelle's, like, huge now. But, like, Bokeem Woodbine has his face, but he's, like, diesel. And he's always been that way. And so he was on the season of Fargo. He was on season three of Fargo. He was so fucking good. All right. But yeah, I didn't know he yeah. was like fucking like jacked like that. I knew that because of this movie called Jason's Lyric. Uh, oh, okay. Like, yeah, Jada Pinkett and stuff. And I, like, uh, so was fucking Lou Diamond was fucking he thickened up big for this movie. He was fucking jacked too. Ri- like this like movie. The best shape of their lives. Yeah. Everyone was like, they, they were like, you know what? We're all going to be butt ass nude. We have to be fucking cut up i'm like antonio sabato jr ripped mark Wahlberg. half the time of the movie he's not wearing a shirt and it's like awkward like it doesn't make sense for him not to be wearing a shirt so much but he's like he's got his titties out he's diesel and fucking lou diamond phillips who prior to this movie all i saw him in was la bamba and he's just supposed to be like a skinny kid singing these songs but now he's like cut up like diesel and like everyone, is- See, he's Chavez Chavez for me. He's always Young Guns. Okay, like all right, yeah. Phillips is Young Guns. That's all I can see him as is Labama mm-hmm. for sure. But Young Guns is like that, that. That's like the thing that makes me like Lou Diamond Phillips. Yeah. So <coughs> I know you I'm have. Dying. I, <laughs> I know you have things to say because I want to hear your notes, and then I will. We're gonna we're gonna cross examine each other's notes on Lou Diamond Phillips in this movie because. There are a lot. The things this man was saying, the phrases he was using, the slang he was using, the what's the word for it? There's like a term for it now. They're like uh, cultural appropriation. Well, that for sure. But there's like a term for it, like uh, oh, like Aquafina got dragged for it. Yeah, Aquafina yeah, yeah, just dragged yeah, yeah, for it. Like, he's doing like a black set. Yeah, but so bad. Like, it's like holy perfect. shit. Like, kind of like, like what's his name? He pulls it off pretty good in uh, True Romance. Um. Oh, 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 Gary uh, Oldman. Gary Oldman pulls it off in what? True Romance that, in a way. Isn't that crazy? Because he's also, that good of an actor. But also, that's a Quentin Tarantino script. That makes more sense. Quentin Tarantino it, really likes to play with that. Mm-hmm. Because this, I was bringing this up earlier, but this is one of the things that a lot of these people don't understand, is that Quentin Tarantino, despite being, like, the most corny white dude ever, he also feel he's also legit, like, a kid who grew up in black Tennessee. Like he's yeah. like, he is like legitimately in that, that culture. Yeah. Like watching point- like black exploitation movies and all those stuff. Like he grew up watching that shit. So like that might just be how he thinks black people talk. 
Yeah. And it was like his <laughs> family. Yeah. That's how he, not only is he, th- but he also, of all the like way other people write black people at this time, or even trying to hit these like affects, there isn't a weirdness in his black characters. He was the only person who sounded weird talking the way he did in Pulp Fiction. But you don't question. And I think uh, that's why he had himself play the role because mm-hmm. he didn't want anyone else to have to say yeah. that. Yeah. And it's like, he doesn't sound weird. Like Bing Rames doesn't sound weird in Pulp Fiction. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson doesn't sound weird. You watch Jackie Brown, which is my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie. Cool. It is like, they don't sound weird in their dialogue. Like all the black, cause it's a, 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 a largely black cast in, in Jackie Brown. And they don't sound weird talking in that movie. But you watch this movie and Lou Diamond Phillips, and I'm going to, I legit for sure know that even if I didn't read anything in, in trivia, there are moments in this movie where it's clear that Lou Diamond Phillips was told to say the N word in his scenes because the way it's edited, like he has so much ADR in his lines. And then like, there's like one point when his mouth is visible on the screen and it's like, yeah, you said the N word. And then they were like, let's ADR. Is that a true story though? Did they ADR a bunch of N words out or I don't know. I didn't read any trivia about it, but I just, no, it makes sense because that's the only thing that was missing. Sorry. Go ahead. No, but no, but seriously, it's like watching the movie. There are like parts where like all of a sudden he'll say motherfucker and his mouth is not saying motherfucker. And it's like, okay, all right, I this was they made the right choice. They did. That would have because, fucked me up so bad. That would have fucked me up. I would have been like, mm-hmm. why did you say that? No, yeah. Diamond, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there's even a corny hit white dude who's very much like Seth Green in the movie. Yeah. Like and it's like, okay, yeah, I know exactly what you guys have been trying to do. And and it, and part of me feels like they didn't even do it because it would be racist. They did it because it would be like, oh, our corny white guy character doesn't make sense as much if Lou Diamond Phillips is also this, like, hood dude <laughs> for yeah. most of it. Oh, my God. Like, what the fuck? Like, like, the gold tooth and the way he dressed. And it's just like, this is the worst character. Like, he was like, I was looking forward to seeing Lou Diamond Phillips in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like halfway through, I'm like, I cannot stand this motherfucker right now. Like, I could not stand him. Like the corny white guy, whatever his name was, they called him Gump. Yeah, like, yeah they called him Gump. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Like, and like they're basically calling him the R word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's legit. Because he just forgets how to talk like a bunch of times. Yeah, like, he stuttered. He's a stutterer. He's not even person. a stutterer, though. Like he's like, just forgets the actual word. Like, he's right. Just, and they like, why even fucking have that character in this movie? Like, it doesn't make any sense. And it's to me it's, like it's 90s. It's so 90s. Like this movie, like, so the premise of this movie is that Lou Diamond Phillips, Bokeem Woodby, Antonio Sabato Jr., Mark Wahlberg, they're all assassins. They're all like hitmen who like to kill people. They work and whatever. And Lou Diamond Phillips decides to take a, a, a case on the side to make extra money and it turns out that the person that they kidnapped was the goddaughter of the person who who is their boss like and they're so, charlie yeah like they're they charlie, were charlie's yeah. angels yeah yeah 
And that's actually perfect way to describe it because this also feels a lot like the 2000s Charlie's Angels movie. But I think that yeah, movie. We didn't see any of their butts. None of them. Like, well, we saw a lot of their. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. That was like the first fucking five minutes of the movie. They had pants on, though. They had pants on. Their butts were like leather butts. <laughs> but this movie is like, okay, that's not a terrible premise for a movie. Like, I will a thousand percent say that. That's fine. Ideal wise, and I think that makes it extra like hard for me is that ideal wise, I think this movie was fucking cool. It's like assassins are a thing and they double cross this person, and now an assassin is being hunted by their assassin because of a misunderstanding type of bullshit type of story. It's an idea, especially when we live in a world where John Wick is so good. So good. if you have the right team writing it and making the movie, it it would be something. But this movie, one, this movie looks unreasonably cheap. Yeah. Like, this it fucking not, movie. The sets are dumb. The special effects are slowed down and dumb. The first action sequence of this movie is legit a, a like, slow-mo monster <laughs> fight. I, I, I don't... I can't even describe this sequence because it's like he's everyone's wearing sunglasses. Like he, they cut off the lights in this hotel. And it's supposed to be a slow mo shootout, and then all of a sudden he turns on the lights and he's wearing sunglasses. And then they have he's like a, a a fucking speed trail or some bullshit. And I'm like, whoa! Like what the fuck is happening? <laughs> this is this is bonkers. I can't I can't understand how this is a movie right now. And then he is like spinning on his back, like a break dancer and shooting. And there's <laughs> all these like shots that are supposed to be like cool action ballet bullshit. And it doesn't come off cool because so one of the things that I thought was shocking about this movie is that it's actually directed by a Chinese, like Hong Kong director. And this movie feels so much like a person trying to mimic those that style and trying to capture any of that, and it fails horribly. Yeah. And it, I don't know if it's just like the American studio being like, you can't fucking do all this shit, or he was just not a good director, but it's bad. Like, for an action movie, the action in it is real bad. Real bad? Nobody knew what the fuck they were doing. Nobody at all. It's fucking the it's slow motion where it shouldn't be. The blasts, the gunshot blasts are obnoxiously unreal. Yeah. Like a shot from like a normal like like it looked like like a 9mm pistol and the guy went flying back. Every single wall or door is made of pure glass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> People get blasted through windows and doors in this movie. Like this place is shit, they spent so much money on sugar glass. That's half their budget for this fucking movie. <laughs> There, like it's everywhere it's everywhere all the time always everything there is there are so many explosions in this movie and they're mm. so not even cool where like i remember when i saw this trailer for this movie like so there used to be a show called um uh coming attractions on e 
when E used to be like a true like entertainment channel and it was just like all e! yeah. <laughs> it used to be all about all kinds of uh entertainment items so it was like yeah and then it just became about reality television after a little while exactly it was like you could watch talk soup you could watch uh behind like uh, not behind the music but it was like true hollywood stories and then like dude true hollywood stories was amazing it was and it was also the only place you could see like trailers for movies because you didn't have the internet like that. So it was like, no, you either had to rent a movie, go to a movie or watch that show. Yeah. And we were like, okay, I'm going to have to spend money. I'm going to have to watch a cable channel to see the new trailer. Like I remember seeing the trailer for kill bill on coming attractions. No shit. And I was like, Oh my God, this is the coolest fucking looking movie. And I was like, I had to wait years after seeing that trailer because they showed that trailer and then I didn't get to see that movie for another two or three years because it wasn't oh, even, man. Cause, yeah, because it wasn't even coming out. They just had like they had the trailer for it. And I'm like, this is wild. And so I remember seeing the trailer for the big hit and it had that shot where he's like running through the forest and that car is like going to fall on him. And like in a ridiculous in a trailer, it looks cool because it's like, sure. Whoa. In a movie, it looks horrible. That car had the strongest frame and body of any car. It was straight plowing down trees like trees are just falling in its wake. (laughs) It's like a Buick Century. (laughs) It is. It was the cheapest car. Like at one point, he's bringing. Like at least forty tons of red dust with him while he's coming down a hill. Like it's it's insane. It's like this dust storm he's bringing with the car. It is fucking unbelievable. Every fucking thing in this movie is unbelievable. Okay, I want to hear more from you because so this was your first time. You you said you you watched it with your son, right? Yeah. All right. I need to hear more about this situation because it is this. It's a wild movie. But I've seen it so many times because when I was younger, I thought it was the coolest shit in the world. But you yeah. are seeing it for the first time as a like adult. And this kind of is like with like how we did Time Bandits. Because, again, I didn't know I didn't see Time Bandits. And yeah. But like I never even heard of this movie. Like I knew mm-hmm. nothing about this movie until you brought it up. So please tell me um, more about it. Like I was like, I was kind of looking forward to it because I'm all right. Early Mark Wahlberg, like fear is super cool. Mm-hmm. Basketball Diaries is cool. Boogie Nights was cool. I'm like, all right. I'm like, this is a good time period. And then I watched the movies come after it. Like, this is not that long before, like, The Three Kings. Right. And, you know, like, Perfect Storm and stuff like that. I'm like, okay. I'm like, this probably movie, like, his career tracks well that this should be a good movie. And then, was he a redhead in this movie? Did yes. they, did they make him a redhead? a redhead in this movie. That was driving me crazy. He looks like Archie. Because it's subtle. Yeah. It is, yeah. It, it's, it's so weird because his hair is very, like, up spiky look and i was like what an odd choice and like the description of the movie they call him like social anxiety ridden yeah and it's not like that bad it's not like a character trait that i would even say is there but so this move and god damn it he's got two girlfriends mm-hmm. um which is you know a fun choice in the movie you know what he's I mean? like, engaged to uh one which is uh is Christina applegate and he's dating in her worst performance in history yeah yeah like she was terrible in yeah. this worst fucking like Jersey accent I've ever heard in my life. It's real bad. 
and she's supposed to be Jewish in this movie. And yeah, and like Elliot, they, they got Elliot Gould in this movie. He's got like an Oscar. This movie has one of the most like weird casts I've ever seen. Like their boss in this movie is played by uh, I don't remember his name, but he was like Avery Brooks. Yeah, Avery Brooks. Thank you. He was the captain in a uh, Star Trek. I think Deep, Deep Space Nine. I think or, yeah, he was like the teacher in American History X. Yeah. He was uh, he was in a bunch of shit. He was uh, he was a heavy face in the nineties at this time. Yeah, it was like and it's so funny that his name's Avery because it was like we need a an opposing black dude. Let's get rid of James Avery, who was like Uncle Phil on Fresh Prince, and we gotta get a hmm. slender version <laughs> of him. And he has to suddenly yeah. be named Avery, <laughs> like. What a deep, crazy voice. Yeah. Yeah, and he... Uh, but he's playing such a weird character. Like, he's playing a character that in any other movie is getting played by David Keith. Oh, Keith David. Yeah, 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 yeah. Keith David, yeah. No, David Keith's the guy from Roadhouse who yeah, fucked yeah, yeah, like him. Yeah, and, yeah. I get him mixed up. Isn't that crazy that there were two dudes in the 80s yeah. and it was like... They should have made a fucking Shane Black movie. <laughs> how, yeah, how the fuck? Hold on. Everybody fucking pause. How was there never a David Keith, Keith David movie? Like, how do they not, like, make that movie? That's Buddy Cop or a road trip movie. Like, that's the only. That, that would have been amazing. And it only makes sense for people if they look at the poster and see the names of them. They're like. Like, what the fuck is this dude? Like, the dude... Like, I would be like, David, David, Keith, Keith. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. I want to... Man. I'm <laughs> Fucking, there's somebody <laughs> fucked up. Fuck it. If I build a time machine, this is what I'm doing. I'm not fucking taking care of Hitler or anything. I'm not saving any burning buildings. I'm not worrying about 9-11. I'm pitching this idea to Shane Black. He just kicked down his door. He's like this, David, Keith, Keith, David. It's a movie. I gotta go. <laughs> like, what are you writing right now? And he'll, you know, be like, last action hero. I'm like, shut the fuck up. This is what you're writing. You're writing this. These two people have the same name, but. And backwards. I'll pitch it to him. He'll be like, holy shit. Like, David Keith, Keith, David. I'm like, precisely. You got this. Go. I, I want to see that because I would love to see how society is. What if society is a utopia because of. <laughs> Of this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's been on. This show's 25 years running. It went from a movie to a TV show like MASH, but it was just fucking even better. Like, it's just nonstop. It's like the odd couple and friends at the same time. Like, it's just like they're just roommates and partners and they're bounty hunters. Like, that's all it took was America to realize, like, that white guy has the name of that black dude, but backwards. And that black guy is the name of that white dude, but backwards. We can all get along. Oh, I'm so sorry. Your name, your mom's name is Martha. My <laughs> we saw. Oh my God. We need to set we up a time it. machine. We did it. Because this will change history. Everyone will be like, hold on. Are either one of those two actors dead? Do we even need a time no, machine? We need it now. We save the world. <laughs> we'll save the world. Like this. Hello, Hollywood. <laughs> hello, Hollywood. <laughs> Did you, Rick Matthews. We did it. Keith David and David Keith need to be in a movie together. I'm telling you right now, it will change history. Like gas prices will drop. <laughs> like famine. Everyone will be in a better place if those two are in a movie David together. David Keith's looking pretty good. 
And Keith David has always looked good. Like he's yeah, he's always looked he's good. always still working. Like uh, yo, what the fuck? Yeah, man, we <laughs> we did it. We solved all of a, the world's problems. He's still doing stuff. He's still in stuff. <laughs> We're writing this fucking movie, David Keith. Listen, yeah. You need, you need, I know you're a listener. I don't want to, I don't want to put it out there. Like, you're one of the people we're talking to. Keith David. I know you. Also, I love that we're both on the opposite end still. Like, you're like talking to David Keith, and I've been talking to Keith David this entire time. Perfect. Yeah. This is the unifier. I'm telling you right now, where like Shane Black will write it, we'll, we'll come together, and this is be a black, white harmony. And, oh, now we need like Lou Diamond Phillips to change his name to some form of Keith David. <laughs> no, he's not allowed to be anywhere near this project. Absolutely fucking not. He's not. A, the black community still got to be mad at this man. It is so. I, I, I we've got like sidetracked about the, the no, we the, did the, the Keith David David Keith situation because that's who that guy should have been though. Like that's just he played it so like like he's a better actor than what they had him do for this fucking Lou movie. Diamond Phillips. The, Lou Diamond Phillips yeah. or fucking uh, Avery Brooke, the guy that played the boss, yeah, or yeah, Avery yeah. Brooke. Like they're both better than what they fucking I think got stuck everyone with in this is movie. Better as everyone is a better actor than this movie, and like maybe not Antonio Sabato. Jr. Well, yeah, Antonio. Sab- that's why he's not in the movie. Fuck <laughs> you, Antonio Sabato Jr. <laughs> it's very clear why yeah, he's got him again. not in this. I'm starting so many it. Hollywood rivalries with this podcast. Eventually, one of them is going to stick. I want to have beef with Antonio Sabato Jr. I legit think that's the one that will stick. Like, he is definitely, like, if we tag, into, like, if we put a hashtag Antonio Sabato Jr., he will for sure see it, and he will yeah. fight us. Because, like, what we'll else is he tweet doing? about Antonio Sabato yeah. Jr.? <laughs> if there is another, I can't wait for when we post this podcast, and we have to, like, like shill it out on, like, all of our social media, if when we do the hashtag Antonio Sabato Jr., if there is more than one, I will lose my goddamn mind. Huh. Like, like, yeah, like, I know, right? like, I will freak the fuck out where it's because, and if it's like, because who the fuck is talk- he's barely in this movie? Like, it's just your mom. Yeah, right. <laughs> Still can't stop thinking about them buns. <laughs> Those are I will if I if I if I must say because we we tend to talk about the ladies a lot I will say they're all like well off there dudes. was some yeah there were some fat asses yeah they're all like yeah it was like a it was a like a cultural like a combination of like you know what these dudes are yeah they had up. good butts they were thick <laughs> they were thick in the butt good for them man it's yeah hell yeah butt. like I solid buns Antonio probably the best butt. I would say that. Like, yeah, that Latin butt. Yeah. <laughs> you, don't fuck, you don't fuck around with that Latin butt. <laughs> that J-Lo butt. That, like, yeah, not Irish butt. You're not going to get in Marky Mark Irish butt. Yeah. Joaquin Woodbine, he, he had good butt, yeah. too. Like, it's... Like, good job, fellas. <laughs> you got to be eating a, a, a certain food to, to have these butt... And, it, it, yeah, they're, like... Oh, okay. Back to the movie. Yeah. I got to talk about this. I can't forget about talking about this. <laughs> they made... Just a funny ongoing joke about Christina Applegate's dad falling off the wagon. Holy shit. Like the whole time he's like trying to scam people into giving him a drink. And they're like, no, no, you can't. You can't. You can't. But they don't. She doesn't bother to mention this. Yeah. 
to Marky. Like, she doesn't bother to mention this to Marky Mark. So he's like, can I have some of that rum? He's like, yeah, here you go. Yeah. And he just gives it to him. And like, they just make it this funny little thing. And then the crazy thing is when he gets drunk, he's not like a funny drunk who's just like goofy and silly. He gets mean and he starts fucking off his family. Like, it's not like a payoff and like a funny joke where he starts like dancing with a mop and like being silly. You know what I mean? He's like, I never liked you. You're a fat bitch. You look like a monster. Like, he, he is I'm so like, oh my brutal. God. He is so Elliot Gould. They didn't want him to drink for their safety. Because he is ruthless. He's like, he's like, yo, Dumb bitch, you're stealing this poor boy's money. Shut your pisk. Yeah, shut your pisk. I remember that so well as like just a thing that stood out for me is him saying shut your pisk as he says the worst. Like, I don't even remember this actress's name, but she's always playing like a different different ethnicity in a movie. Yeah, Greek and Italian and like all kinds of stuff. Jewish. And and, and, like he is so mean to her and I felt so bad because it's like this woman is only cast to be made fun of in movies and it's like god damn it she's been in movies for 40 fuck like at this time when like the big hit came out she had been in movies for like at least 20 years <laughs> yeah she got she gets garbage rolls all the time and they're like hey we need like a, a nondescript ethnic fat lady and she's like, I'll do it. Like, like, oh no, please don't, please, please don't put so yourself in bad. this. But yeah, the whole thing. Like, I think this movie wanted to be a comedy. It did, but it wasn't enough of either one to make it work. Yeah, it wasn't enough of a comedy to be a good action comedy because a good action comedy is fucking great. Right. I would consider like Lethal Weapon almost an action comedy. Like, yeah, I would consider like like the. Like Glimmer Man. Well, Glimmer Man is like, is that what David no, Wayne's Glimmer, Glimmer, no, like, Yeah, Glimmer Man is actually just a almost a straight up drama, but Damon Wayne's is just a comedian in it. Like, no, not Damon Wayne's. Keenan Ivory Wayne's is in Keenan Ivory. Yeah, but like, so that's the wild thing about this. Now, what was I thinking? Like Blue Streak and shit. That's what Blue, I'm thinking yeah. of. Like, You're like Blue Streak. Like great. Like action comedies are fucking fun to watch. Like I enjoy that, but it wasn't enough of a comedy to be that. But then it wasn't enough of just a straight up action movie. Like this could have been like a good like fucking heist kidnapping type fucking action flick. Yeah. Where you accidentally steal the fucking and it's like the whole thing. Like and he like sets him up, but more scandalously instead of being like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, boy. Yeah. Like I'm gonna get him. Like no, that was a Lou Diamond Phillips impression, you guys. I'm not Lou Diamond like, Phillips is legit flavor flavor in this movie. Yeah, he's that. He's like Drexler from like you know he watched Gary Oldman and fucking yeah. True Romance and said, "Yo, I'm gonna use some of that." That gold like, tooth, like yeah, the, like yeah, like just the way he talked, like, but like, yo, I'm gonna get him, yo. Yeah, like that's how he talked. Because- he talks like like what's his name in uh, Half Baked. Oh shit! Yeah, 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 yeah. A little dude. bit like the kill, kill a bee. Yeah, like yeah, he talks yeah. like that yeah, a little bit. He, like, so he talks like Scarface and Half Baked. Like, yeah, his dialogue in this movie is so fucking offensive. Where it, I want to fight somebody. Where he, he's literally like, he's like, yo, motherfucker, we're gonna motherfucker, you know, like this, my man. You like, know, we're gonna do this shit. You're my man. We're gonna go. We roll forever. You know. Yeah, you yeah. Know? That's literally. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing like little Jay Z impressions and shit. Like, it's fucking. It was like it was unbelievable to me. I'm like, he's gonna stop this eventually, right? Like he's just being silly or something. I'm like, 
oh my god that's how they're playing this like i couldn't fucking believe it yeah and it, it just keeps go- where it's like there are parts of the movie where you think it will stop where it's like he's not talking like that for just like a second but then he's like it felt like the director was like hey black it up you know what you gotta do yeah. <laughs> and like louis like all right yo damn g what the fuck what we do what are we gonna do baby ah like if he started ah, god yeah if he's gonna get fired for fucking talking like him (laughs) promoted (laughs) like he is nuts in this movie it's so shocking how offensive he is because it's because it's so like damn yo what a beat like it's like and part of me feels happy that they didn't make Bokeem Woodbine do any of these lines because he's the only actual black person besides Layla Rashad in the movie. They wouldn't stop talking about him jerking off. That all right. We need it. We need it. <laughs> There's so much. We're running out of time and we got so much more no, to cover. We've in got this manure pile. We've got time. Well, this might be a little longer than normal because this movie has so much garbage we got some shit to talk about we got some shit to talk about still bokeem woodbine's character just jerks off the entire movie or talks about he's doing hand exercises through the whole movie to make sure he's better he's talking to his hand yeah i did not know so when i saw this movie as a young 10 year old i did not know that he was jerking off i didn't know what jerking off was Mm. at 10 years old like when I was 10, that was like the that like quick like the slow transition of like everyone being kind of dirty but no one ever having any experience in any of this kind of stuff. Where it's yeah. like it's like once I was like 10, 11, that's when you start noticing that like oh shit, so and so is developing blah blah because I used to have a friend who she was a tomboy and when I first met her, I thought she was just a dude. She had like a boy's <laughs> haircut she all wore chinkos and big hoodies and skateboard shit. And she looked like, like she looked like, and I thought her, and she would call herself Jesse. So I was like, Oh, and, but our teacher would say her full name, Jessica. And I was like, Oh shit. I didn't know you were a girl <laughs> like that kind of stuff. But we hung out. It was like, it was all skateboarding and fucking whatever. And then we got into like middle school. And then like, she decided that she was like, I'm done with the tomboy stuff. And it was like, oh shit you have boobs like oh this is trippy as shit and we're all 11 and that was the that age of that kind of stuff and that was when you're also like in that point where like everyone has like an older brother who's teaching them about the worst fucking stuff in the world but you still don't even know what this means so no he's just saying shit yeah so i'm in this like transitional period of like someone's going to teach me about something gross but I still don't know what the fuck this guy's talking about. So when I saw that when I was a kid, I was like, I'm like, he's really about his hand strength. Like he's so scared about hand strength. And he's always talking about movies. And I'm like, I like movies. I want to have strong hands. (laughs) Not knowing that it's gross. It was so weird that they kept going back to it. Like the whole time. I'm like, what are they? It's not even that fun. It's not... The first time they did it, he was like, I'm going to go home and jerk off. I'm like, that's funny. Mm-hmm. Because and it, he's just like, ah, ah yeah, come on, come on, baby. Yeah. I'm like, you're done. What? It's a weird trick. And I think that's the also the, 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 the Tarantino part, because it was like everyone wanted to write a movie where it was like 
people had weird traits about themselves and they talked about random stuff. And like, you don't understand that when Tarantino writes these characters and he's not necessarily as great as it now, but he is very much still focused on like making real characters. A lot of people don't understand that just adding traits to a person doesn't make them a character. Like they have to feel like they existed prior to you watching them talk or being on there. Like that's what the beauty of Pulp Fiction is that when you watch Pulp Fiction, not even just because of how the movie is edited or how it's paced. It's like, you can tell that not only do these people know each other, they were living when we weren't watching. Like everything about this movie yeah. Yeah. was alive. Like you watch a Quentin Tarantino movie. It was like, if I didn't watch this movie, this world would still be happening. This movie. Yep, there, was a, there was a pre-movie. There was like, mm-hmm. yeah, all this, this movie was, everyone was born that day. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone is just like, right. Like the camera's on. This is the first time everyone existed. And we have like, so we haven't even gotten to the, 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 the whole crux of this movie, China Chow playing the Japanese millionaire's daughter. I believe it was Chinese. No, it was Japanese. Chinese. It was Japanese. Like the oh, whole no China. Oh, you're confused. It's even it's no because that's even worse about. So the whole idea is that her father was a Japanese industrialist who lost all their money because he made a movie and it was the most expensive movie of all time, and he funded it directly. And it was what was called, it called Clayton? Taste the Golden Spray. What the fuck does that mean? I'm going to tell you. Is something. it a pee joke? It is a pee joke. But I'm going to tell you exactly what I thought it was when I was a kid. And this is like the embarrassment of why like some kids shouldn't see R-rated movies. Or why you can show a, a kid an R-rated movie and they won't know what's going on. Because when this movie came out, there was a little thing called, I can't believe it's not butter. Mm-hmm. And at this time... They were branching out on different forms of their margarine fake butter spray. Okay. And then they, like, I spoiled a little bit with that, but they made a spray version of, can- I can't believe it's not butter. Oh, I can't believe it's not butter. Spray. spray. Yeah. You remember, remember the fucking commercial with I Fabio, do, do. with Fabio like, yeah. spraying it on a muffin and he's just talking to some lady. I thought this movie, the name of that title of that movie, had something to do with can't believe it's not butter perfect i'm fucking 10 i thought that's what i saw i was like yeah that makes sense that's yeah like oh shit this this spray was real popular my aunt bought it and i put it on my english muffins i thought and i tasted it and it was nice yeah i did taste it. i thought that was what this was and now as an adult i know it's a fucking pee like the golden showers pee joke which makes it even like make less sense i'm like of course this movie made by a Japanese like businessman who wants to be the star of this movie yeah. and it's a P movie and it was in theaters only because of how rich he was. I'm like, yeah, of course this fucking falls apart. But the idea is that his daughter gets kidnapped by the gang and then all of a sudden she falls for Marky Mark because he's so nice because his whole character is about him not wanting to be hated by people. Yeah but he surrounds himself with these awful toxic people who take advantage of him for being nice because 
like even in the beginning of the movie, he kills all these people and then he gives up his bonus because yeah. he doesn't want Lou Diamond Phillips to be angry at him. And I like there's a whole subplot about like him owing a rental tape. Yeah, to, but they ugh, it's so dumb. Like in the whole end of the, the King Kong lives yeah, or something. Yeah, it was King Kong lives, and the, the whole move in the end of the movie. In I thought it was Mighty Joe Young for a second. I was like, no <laughs> fucking way. I'm like, they snuck it in on me in a fucking subplot. <laughs> Jen tricked my brain to make you. <laughs> you saw it. You saw it. We got to talk about it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this this movie, like, I don't like. This is one of the few movies that we've talked about that it needs to be talked about longer. It needs to talk it, because it's such a failure in this. And it's, it's also such a point of like transition for Mark Wahlberg became huge after this. Yeah. Huge. Like he, it was like his blow up. Like we want, we like, we talked about like not that long ago about like long kiss. Goodnight killing like long kiss. Goodnight killed. It felt like that killed Gina Davis's career. Yeah. It didn't do any. This movie, which is significantly worse than The Long Kiss Goodnight, did it not. Is. It did not touch Marky Mark's career. It should have ruined him. It should have ruined him. And and because he was like, he was just getting started. Like you it tanked everybody else's career though. Yeah. This movie. It's like Lou Diamond Phillips isn't. I don't even know if he's doing like TV movies right now like i can't imagine what everyone needs lou diamond phillips to do like this is the last thing i saw him on was uh he was on the show called the beast it was like patrick swayze's last show before he died it was on like amc yeah yeah yeah. i remember seeing like posters for that like lou diamond phillips man what a fucking career like now now i'm like looking through the shit he has what he does where it's like okay he kind of shows up and random things like an episode of Family Guy or Blue Bloods or that like this Yeah, he's got the same career as Antonio Sabato Jr. Oh, I think he has a better career than Antonio Sabato Jr. Are you sure? I, he's still making all kinds of shit. I don't know if like hold on, like I will tell you why I think he's doing better. Because when I look on IMDB and I type in Antonio Sabato Jr., the first thing I see I don't know if you can see this on your mic or your camera is the big hit. This is the fucking only movie that pops up in Antonio. Like how like he has been in nothing. since this movie. Like he's only in these crazy. How is he famous? What's he famous from? I don't know who his father is, but I tell you about senior. I don't know who Antonio Sabato is. (laughs) That all right? Can I can we bring up the fact that I don't know who that is at all? Do you know who no. Antonio Sabato is? No, neither do I. How could I know that? How I would. How could I know uh, that? I wait. This is. I know this is. This feels like it would be a two parter of, but I we cannot go a two parter. Hold on. No, we got to rep. We just got to fucking. We just got to end this in a weird random way. Because. I, he was on the Bold and the Beautiful for a long time, but that was like in the 2000s. Junior? Yeah, like, I, what the fuck is he famous from? Oh, no. Like, I... Of course he is. That makes... Antonio Sabato Sr. He was 
in like random shit from the 60s. But Antonio Sabano Jr. is a he's part of the Republican Party, which I love that that was like the he's Italian. Yeah, I'm calling everybody Latino tonight that isn't. Yeah, he played Latino a lot. It was like I I this movie's fucking nuts. He's Italian and Czech. He's so he's like legit not Latino at all, but like every like or he's Italian and Czech. Every like director was just like That's crazy. I just found this out now. Same. Like I feel like every like director was just like, you know what? You're brown. That's it. That's that yeah. speaks to how racist Hollywood is, where they were casting Antonio Sabato Jr. as Latino people this entire time. Like he's playing Pablo's in oh, like man. in Frederico. Like I this this movie we we have any I this is this is one of these things where like I don't want to push because we've been talking about this. What about the love scene while they're stuffing a turkey? Dude. They're stuffing a chicken and they're making it seem like it was fucking ghost. They're like putting their dirty hands into stuffing oh. and, the- and then fingering a like Cornish game hen and it was not only was supposed to be a kosher meal, but it was supposed to feed four people. Like none of the things that he was cooking was supposed to feed four people. Mm-hmm. That whole and then it's like I remember that scene because he's like wiping sauce off of China Chow's leg, and it, yeah, and it's supposed to be hot, and it's like it's not. It's not like watching it as an adult. It's like this is this makes no sense that she spilled this sauce. And also the amount of cross contamination that is happening because of all the raw chicken touching. Cause she like oh, fingers, like she's rubbing that chicken and he's fingering it. And it's like, that's still raw fucking chicken that you're both. Yeah. Eating. I didn't see them wash their hands before he cleaned up her leg. Not at all. And they do the sexy, like suck on their fingers with like, like, Ooh, there's something on my finger. I'm like, you have now Salmonella. Was this a bad comedy? Yeah. This mo- was this movie so bad of a comedy? Like that's supposed to be a scene where we're supposed to go, oh, ha, ha, ha. like I don't know. I don't. Was that know. a bit? I can't. T- was it such a bad comedy that we thought it was an action movie? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was an action because it, it's clearly like an action movie that was supposed to be funny, but like I don't know how deep the meta. Because again, it's it's two years after Scream, so I don't know if they're like maybe we can be a little meta with the humor of this and be like a little bit of like blah 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 funny like we're talk. But man, this movie sucks. This movie sucked. It sucks so, <laughs> it sucks sucks so bad, dude. It's so it is. It made me realize that neither Lou Diamond Phillips nor Antonio Zabata Jr. are Latino in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> I don't know if China Chow is Japanese or Chinese. Oh, I, I don't know. Her name is China Chow, and Marky Mark wanted to go buy Irish food, and <laughs> this movie is insane. I I know we didn't it's hit insane. Up. I know we didn't go into detail. Well, we couldn't go because this fucking movie. I think we did go into detail. We go we we go into detail so well with this, but it's also like 
we don't describe the movie like i yeah and it's hard if to motherfuckers aren't don't need to hear us talk about this fucking movie they don't need to hear us give plot summations and fucking what things go they want to hear us talk about the movie this is true they probably either saw it or they didn't see it this is true i w- don't see it if you haven't don't no i will say this i want people to watch this movie i'm not gonna do that to you if you trust me guys don't watch this movie this Clayton's no wrong I, he's I, never been more wrong i can be wrong i i will say this of all the bad movies we've watched and there are like a lot of horrible movies that we've watched like our first season of movies, when we oh talk my about so no, many, it's not the worst yeah, movie we've ever seen. Yeah. When we talk about bad movies from the first season, you can skip those a thousand percent. Yeah, no, for sure. But this one, skip it too. You can definitely, you can skip. But I will say, this movie is fascinating because there are a lot of things that we haven't talked about in this movie, like. The whole subplot again, we the subplot about him like having a videotape that he needs to return to a movie, oh, yeah, or how he's being ripped off by his girlfriend and his fiance. There's so many fucking weird things that we can't even we can't even get because of fucking Lou Diamond Phillips and how racist this movie is. So crazy. Like, do you understand how racist someone has, like how a depiction has to be where there is a, a whole movie where a person tries to commit Hari Kari. Like he's literally going to fucking kill himself <laughs> in a ritual Japanese suicide. And we didn't even touch upon that because we were like, I can't believe Luke Diamond Phillips says the hit word and they had to re-record it. Like, what the fuck uh, is this movie? It's a fucking fever dream. Like, this whole <laughs> thing is just insane. Like, we <laughs> like, we, t- we like, brought up kind of about the butts, but it was seriously like there is like a credit sequence, someone says hi and then we're looking at dude's butts in a sh- in a fucking locker room. I Yeah, they just keep coming. I don't know what this movie is too like there are a lot of movies that are bad. My son can... said he was like, that's a lot of butts. Yeah. <laughs> like I was like, yeah, man. I'm like, I'm like, I told him I was like, I would say too many. He was like, yeah, me too. Yeah. It it's it's so much fun to watch movies with. Like, it's so funny. Like, we should have him out as a guest sometime. That would be, be fun to hear his like views on yeah. one of our movies. I this like if even though it's terrible, we'll do Muddy Joe Young with Max instead of Jen. It'd be so funny. <laughs> she would fucking quit. She would quit it. Like it'd be crazy. Oh my god, I would. That's 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 the <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Just have Max talk about Muddy Joe Young. Yeah, and then we do like a two episode. <laughs> We don't even tell her about it. We do it on the DL. Yeah. <laughs> the release and she's got to promo it. She's like, what the fuck? You guys did money. She's dead. <laughs> no, we have so many butts and so many racist Blue Diamond Phillip nonsense. And yeah, there was like crazy subplots. Like there was subplot and subplot. Like the making this guy fall off the wagon and his girlfriend, his fia, his, his fiance is stealing money from him to give to her parents. Her his girlfriend, there's this random guy with her the whole time. We yeah. can't even we didn't even talk Who's about obsessed that. Obsessed like, with the King Kong lives yeah. movie. 
and like it's it's just nuts and like people you thought they died but then they didn't die you know they brought Luban diamond phillips back like six times they had a whole car <laughs> fall through his body and explode and he just still shows up for one more gotcha I was, I was so like, get the fuck out of here. Like, I was like, how the fuck did he jump? They show him jump, and I was like, but he was on the he, he couldn't have moved that fast. He couldn't have moved yeah. that fast. It's man, this fucking movie is wonderful. Um, please watch it, but I I this yeah, Rick. Don't watch it. Don't yeah, don't watch this movie, but watch it. Like watch it yeah. to believe that it exists. Cause I don't think anyone realizes that this movie is real. It's like Maybe the time I didn't. I didn't realize that uh the movie Pinocchio's Revenge was a real movie until I saw it. And really? I, yeah. And I was like, because I remember my friend telling me about Pinocchio's Revenge, and I was like, You're fucking lying. That's not a real movie. And then I watched and I was like, Oh my god, that's a real movie. And the 90s were fucking awful like that's how it worked uh, uh so all right i think we're done right. talking about it i well oh, i'm done yeah you, you you have a movie in your in your mind i i want you to hear what movie you chose i have chosen i've decided to choose i'm uh i'm gonna go with the film known as the game <laughs> that's right man i love a movie with like twists i remember seeing this movie and there was like you know, it was, when did it come out? Like 2000? No, the game came out in like 97. Holy fuck, I'm so old. Okay, it came out in 97. I remember seeing this in the theaters with like some buddies and just like, just feeling like we watched a fucking film. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we're like, oh shit, like twist. It wasn't like a dumbass like movie to go see. Yeah. Because I've seen some like dumb, you know, when you're like 19, 20 years old, you see some pretty stupid fucking movie. Yeah. And then, like, we saw this, and I was just like, oh, my God. I'm like, that was so cool. I Yeah. And that's what we're doing here. That's what we're going to see with this one. I'm I'm super excited to watch this. I haven't seen this movie in a, in a yeah, long David time. David Fincher, it's got, he directed it. It's got Sean Penn, Michael Douglas. It's cool as hell. I reference this a um, lot. Like, I think this movie is fantastic, but again, I haven't watched it in 20 years. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen it in forever, so I can't wait. So that's what we're going to watch for next week. All right. Hell yeah. And cool, baby. Thank you, also, our listeners. Please listen, subscribe, listen to listen to our voice, share us. Please tell your friends about this podcast. I want us to be in a position where we can do so much more with the podcast. Simply because people are listening to enough, where it's like, you know what, we can sit down, not stress about our personal work lives, and then this becomes a thing. But also, we just want more people to listen to it because it's fun. Like, where else are you going to be hearing about Antonio Sabato Jr.? Like, and his butt. And his butt. No one is ever going to talk to you about Antonio Sabato. Remember, you guys got to get the hashtag. We got to. You got to. Everyone's got to tag our podcast and tag and tag Antonio Sabato Jr. Yeah, look. we'll hashtag him and make it happen. And he's going to reach out to us, and we're going to have him on as a guest. <laughs> hashtag Sabuti. <laughs> Antonio Perfect. Oh, I can't All wait right, guys. to put that out and then find it's out gonna be great. there's gonna be like twelve other people who wrote It's gonna be unbelievable. He's got the most famous buns in the world. Um yeah, guys, uh nobody watches everything at 
I had Instagram and nobody watches everything. Send us an email at gmail.com or nobody watches that. Nobody watches everything at Facebook. Just come find us. Yeah. Come find us and reach out and we'll reach back. Yeah. We'll, gotcha. we'll, we'll get at we'll you. Boop your nose. <laughs> we'll boop, we'll boop your, your nose. We'll eat to you. It, it'll be, it'll be fun. He said E.T., by the way. We're not going to eat you. <laughs> we'll E.T. you. We're going to nibble on your neck. Come and check out the podcast. For Cajun. For yeah, somebody. right. You know, <laughs> hey, there won't be sprinkling a little old man on you. Because I was going to dip into another Lou Diamond Phillips accent. I was like, I've done like, I feel like I'm just, people are going to listen to that and just pick it out and be like, man, Rick's doing a lot of black scent in this podcast. <laughs> like, he's better watch himself. <laughs> So I just uh, so my emergency shoot was to do a fucking Cajun accent. <laughs> no, come here, shorty. Maybe when I go down to the bar, you all touch it on the tip of your nose. Huh? <laughs> all right, guys. Sorry, sorry about everything. Uh, we love you, and uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's all you need to know. Everything else is a secret. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye.